yourself a glass of Pinot Noir because Cammie Gilder is going to share with us some stories about her own path from full-time corporate work to coaching and how she works with horses in her coaching business. Her favorite wine comes from Oregon, in the Willamette Valley, and I'm not going to tell you what it is until you listen to this episode. Enjoy. Because I've been uh, silently stalking you through your podcast about <laughs> extraordinary women. Well, and thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Well, it's a it's a shame for you to to be constantly interviewing all these extraordinary women, and we don't get to hear from Cammy because you're pretty <laughs> extraordinary yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Well, so I thought I'd give you a chance. Somebody did that for me. I interviewed her on my podcast and she said, I want to interview you. Let's interview you for your birthday. And it was so much fun for me to answer all my own questions. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> so it's... tell us a little bit about the background of Candy Gildner and what your, your former working life was before you started your coaching business. No, sure. I was, uh, well, I was an executive. I was in the, I was a, a VP of marketing and for many years and I had, uh, I had a pretty good gig going on. I had uh, team, a team all around the world. So I had about 90 people that have reported up into me at one point and there was uh, an amazing group of people that I got to lead and, I got to travel around the world and it was a, a really fun time. It was, I was doing a lot of really good things. I was, we were launching, relaunching and relaunching corporate brands, very complicated corporate brands. And it was just a lot of fun. And, but luckily I got laid off. And <laughs> so I always say that my best gift was I got laid off. And the second best gift was it eight when you know, the markets were all crashing yes. so there wasn't other VP marketing jobs around and it made me really pause and make space for myself to realize I was supposed to be doing something different I think the universe got all in behind on that yeah it's interesting how it takes a, a sudden event some kind of an outside force to launch us into who we're supposed to be in the first place it's kind of nice getting a paycheck isn't it it, well, certainly. And then that's, you know, that's part of the thing. It's like, I don't think I would have ever left had I not gotten that gift of being laid off because it was, you know, it, it was a sweet gig. It was, it, it was a lot of good things about it, yeah. but there was something that I was supposed to be doing. And I believe the universe just said, okay, you're not going to go on your own. We're going to make that easy for you. Exactly. Same thing has happened to me. I'm glad to hear um, that you've experienced the same thing and, and, survived and not only survived, but you've come to the other side of thriving, finding your, yeah. your real gifting in this business. And you started out wanting to um, pour into women in the corporate world. And then you kind of switched gears a few years in to supporting entrepreneurs, right? Well, it was funny, but originally when I started my business um, nearly a decade ago, I was working with a lot of corporate women who were hearing that calling for something new in their life. They saw what my journey was and they're like, I want some of what she's drinking. And, yeah, um, so that, <laughs> <laughs> and so I had this opportunity to say, okay, well, let me show you how I helped you people really connect into who you are, that strength of, that strength of you, that listening to that inner wisdom that you have. 
But what happened was so many of my clients that went through that journey and they're like, you know what, I, I, I'm ready to start my own thing. And what I, when I originally started my business, I was about probably 90% um, executive women, 10% entrepreneurs. And today that's flipped in reverse. Mm -hmm. I work with um, 90% entrepreneurs. And as my clients started taking that leap into starting their own businesses, I knew that I could really support them in a level that that took that dream and that vision of what they were wanting to make happen to a, a higher level. I could help them be successful. I could help them build their brands, their companies, you know, really create a sustainable business from a revenue model perspective mm -hmm. and do it in a way. And I think this is really important for me is to do it in a way that is really aligned to each person's soulful journey, you know, that journey that they're meant to be on in this, on this earth, because I believe each and every one of us has a reason for being here. And so really learning to tap into that, tap into those gifts of who we are, and then to roll that into your brand of who you are so that you're making the impact that you want to make in your business. Yeah. So you're taking the branding and marketing experience and using it at a quantum level. Exactly. I love that. I totally love that. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's doing something that is, you're listening to that guidance, that wisdom inside that each one of us has this guidance of wisdom inside that we can learn to listen to. And also, you know, that part of stepping up in a way that, because it can be scary, right? When you yeah. start to put your voice out there in bigger ways and be seen in ways that you've not been accustomed to being seen, there's a whole new platform. It's like you're constantly stretching and growing. Mm -hmm. And so having that kind of support around you that you are aligned to what it is that you're meant to be doing in the world can really make a difference. Exactly. It just backs up what I've always said. You can't really do this alone. You can try, mm -mm. but right. we are so much better together, which is why I love the connect events that you have. Boy, yeah. that, that one connect event that I went to last year was such a life-giving moment. I'm sad that I've missed some of them for my own travel. But, um, man, it's amazing when you get um, really like-minded women in a room together. Right. Something right. magical happens. You know, and I so agree with that. It's like there's this and, – and that's why I've, I've – connection has been a core brand value of mine. It's like – the extraordinary women connect events that I've done. This is the one coming up in May will be hit my five year anniversary on doing these. And when you start to bring women together in a kind of environment that is really conducive to connecting at a heart, at a soul level yeah. and to, you know, by getting women to, sh to share their stories, yeah. um, that in itself change, and I just—I don't—I won't even call it a networking event because it's not about networking. Mm -hmm. It is about creating real meaningful connections. True. And yeah. as entrepreneurs, as you were saying, we can't do this on our own. We have to do this in community and collaboration. And when we are each coming into this this space of owning our own gifts, owning who we are, owning our own stories and our life experiences, there's nobody like you. Yeah. And so you can throw the whole competitive concept and this is coming from a, you know, former marketing person, yeah. right? Um, where everything was about the competitive analysis. And I tell my clients today, throw out the competitive analysis, just own your lane right. and build co collaborative connections. 
Yeah. And that's what will grow your business more than anything. Absolutely. There's a fundamental philosophy in the science of success. There's enough, enough clients, enough money, enough business for all of us. So why not push one another forward? Right. I so agree with that, Donna. Mm -hmm. And also there's that power of the mastermind, that ability to, to really catalyze something greater than you can do alone by working with other people. You know, I've been part of a mastermind for probably the last nine years. I mean, I've, this is my 10th year of business right now. And so I didn't, the very first, I, I didn't even know what masterminds were when I first started mm-hmm. I my know business. I know so many people don't. Right. Um, but probably a, just, you know, just before a year into my business, I became part of a mastermind and I have been part of a mastermind ever since. And, you know, there's just days where, as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs that, you know, we have our good days and we have our bad days and we have our days where we need other creative expertise coming to the table or collaborative expertise coming to the table. And when you have that community of people that supports one another, you become so tight. And over the course, you know, over the course of that time, there's been different mastermind groups that, you know, I, I've been part of. The one that I've been in right now, it's, I think I've been in for almost three years now. And we are really a tight group. And it's, it's so amazing. It's, such, it's so wonderful to have that kind of support. Right, right. Agree. Sorry for the interruption. That's, That's all right. That's I like dogs. Barking. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know you like dogs and you also like horses. I'm going to ask about that in just a few minutes. Okay. I, I think it is important that... You and I are both coaches and we, we both know that we need to be in a mastermind or a coaching relationship at all oh, times. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny how um, some people think, yeah, I did that once. <laughs> oh, I wonder, yeah. No. Well, so have you just capped out on the go- whole growth thing? Are you, are you done? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because... Exactly. Right. It's like, may we never be done because yeah. that's, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes what we get to do that continuous evolution and growth makes it so amazing. And frankly, I don't think we could, we can really serve our clients unless we are doing our own work and taking care of our own mindset and, you know, working in collaboration with others. I mean, working with a coach, working in a mastermind is I think just a a core essential when you're serving others Mm -hmm. um, from that perspective. Absolutely. Keeps us accountable to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that greater, greater good. I hope that there's something new I'm learning till the day I die. I keep joking that um, I'm going to teach yoga until I'm 90 and then maybe I'll pick up Tai Chi. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know you taught, teach. I didn't know that you teach yoga. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been teaching for about 10 years. Oh, good for you. It's a part of my retreats because I just really think it's the most holistic way to engage your mind with your body. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic, but you have another holistic approach in using horses. Don't you actually have some retreats or workshops involving your horses? 
I do. I totally do. I, so I have equine vision journeys and it's, it's about really stepping up into that next bold move in your life. But it's, you know, so it's, it's you finding that voice and that visibility that you want, but the beautiful part about it is the horses get, get to become part of that experience Mm -hmm. where there is, um, you know, it's, you know, like when you get out in nature, how do you feel? I mean, that's, that's that element of that, right? It's like where you, how do you feel when you get out into nature, Donna? Oh boy. It grounds me. Literally. Yeah. I like to take my shoes off and feel the ground. Yeah. Cause it reminds me where I am and what my role is. In the yeah. And it's so funny because when I host these retreats, they are, um, so the horses are there. They're part of the whole weekend long experience. We're doing things with them and, um, we're getting hikes out into the forest and, you know, so it's really an amazing thing, but what happens. And one of the things that you, you said is, you, you know, you want to take your shoes off. I mean, I think that there's something about that. I've, one of the funny things that people will often want to do is they'll say, they'll look at me and they'll go, I want to play in the dirt. And uh-huh. I'm like, well then please do <laughs> because it's that connection that we have that, you know, we want to be part of the earth. We want to get into just slowing down and being. And, yeah. and I think that's what that kind of environment does. And the horses, once we start to slow down to the pace of the horse, yeah. you know, they are talk about being present in the moment. That's all they know, right? They're not ever right. thinking into the future or, or into the past. They're just there. Right. And they can really reflect that to us and help us experience that in a way that, we can start to hear one, we start to slow down, right? It's like our, our rhythm of our heartbeat and everything starts to go into the pace of the horses and the pace of nature. And we bring nature into the mix of it. We always have hawks and eagles and deer and, you know, other animals showing up at the right opportune time of these workshops. Yeah. Um, But that slowing down starts to let this wisdom from within start to bubble up and start to help um, the participants find clarity or see ideas that they haven't even thought of or break past some of the fears that have been holding them and keeping them stuck. Yeah. So it's like so much magic and whatever any person needs in that moment, in that space comes up and you can never predict what's going to happen for any one person and one person might come in thinking that they're set and know what they're going to be working on that weekend and you know the horses will turn that all on its head and they end up working with something that's deeper inside of them that that needed to come up that needed to be addressed right that's the part of the the softening that happens when we involve other creatures in nature we we somehow can lose the facade that we're trying to keep up. Right. And I love that you use the word softening because I think that's, that, that feels so real. It is, it is a softening. Um, you get out of the, the push and the drive and get into, into the being. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I spend every morning with my coffee and my dog. Mm. I call it time with dog. that's awesome it's a grounding time and it's a good time to meditate and actually listen and um i take in inspiration and um without that time with dog i really um i don't want to say that that makes or breaks my day but it sure does start it well 
Yeah, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. So on, that. on that note, let's pivot to, um, to Cammie's self-care as a woman and an entrepreneur. Um, I'm wondering if number one, you had really good rhythms in your life when you were a corporate gal that you no. kept or did you reinvent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I had no rhythms other than, um, yeah, there was the kind of rhythms you don't want to have. Yeah, the <laughs> hustle just... and the striving. And... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so yes. definitely that was not a part of my life. And um, in fact, I didn't even know how to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I would, I, I would definitely use nature a lot at that, you know, in that juncture of my life where I would do some pretty extensive hiking or backpacking or even traveling to far off places like Tibet. Um, so I did do that sort of thing. I knew my body was calling me to do more of that. Yeah. Um, but I did not have a rhythm on it on a day-to-day basis. I would like drop out. I'd be like, okay, I need to go be somewhere else on a mountain somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that would help me reconnect. But it wasn't a day-to-day basis kind of thing. Right. When did it become more of your daily activity? Well, you know, it started when I got laid off, right? Because suddenly mm-hmm. I had all of this space and I actually took 17 months from the time I was laid wow. off to the time I started my business. Nice. And, um, you know, there was some things that happened in my life that kind of made that space. Um, my father passed away about a month after I got laid off mm-hmm. and there was, you know, just reflection of that relationship, the things I learned from my father um, and he was very much, I mean, he always talked about, you know, nature was our, our church, if you will. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was how we connected. And, um, so living where I live in the foothills of Colorado, I could go out and be in just beautiful nature around me. I could stop in the barn in the morning and watch the baby swallows learning to fly again. Yeah. And so there was, you know, it was, it was nature and it was the horses. And I know the horses were what was supposed to bring me back to this journey. And, you know, there's, I can, there's a story of when I actually figured out what I was supposed to do. It was with a horse. And so there was, you know, it was nature and the horses that started to guide me into being able to make that kind of space for myself. Yeah. Um, but again, that's one of those things that's, ever evolving and growing. And there was a component of that over the years where I started to realize that there was a spirituality that was part of that, that experience. And um, so that was a really, even the evolution, my growth was starting to even acknowledge how spirit was opening up doors for myself when I would get into that space and connect into that kind of space. And today, you know, it's like I get up, now I get up, I mix, I have my morning routines that I do every day. And it's, it's, I go right into meditation. When I get up, I get up, I you know start the coffee pot and then I um, go sit for generally about 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. We have our and priorities straight, don't we? I know we got to get our coffee going, right? <laughs> Cause when I'm done meditating, I want my coffee done. So. Exactly. Hot right there. Yeah. So I do that. And then as, as, as I finish that and, you know, just be in that space of being a, a gratitude, I think that's a really important part of my practice is making space for gratitude, um, making space for, you know, being open to receiving. Yeah. Um, 
you know, just being, being clear to, you know, I am open, I'm a vessel to, to help this flow through me, whatever's supposed to flow through me. And being open to that is a whole new kind of experience than what I did even five years ago, you know, so it just continues to grow and evolve. And then I sit down with my journal and I've always been a journaler. Yep. Me too. Um, you know, that's to me, that is the way whatever's supposed to flow through me flows through me. Exactly. It it gives me clues and it gives me ideas. It gives me, I mean, it just, it's where some of the the, the true magic happens for me. Yeah. And then from that, it's like there, my day starts in just a different way. Right. I'm with you. Uh, I love it. It's a great start. And, and my, my husband doesn't quite understand why I don't like to lay in bed and snuggle in the morning. If mm-hmm. I don't have that time, my day feels disconnected. Right. I need that soil of my day to get the energy I need and the focus and the clarity to move forward. Yeah. And when I miss those days, and I do sometimes, I mean, there's days where, you know, something's happening that I just, I, and I, you know, I don't do it. I do notice it. And when, when, from a, I think the, the big aha that I had from a productivity perspective for my business a few years ago, when I started doing this was on the days that I make space for that. Um, and, you know, the other component of that, that I didn't, didn't mention is I actually, um, I use a Daniel Laporte um, planner. And from that, it's like, okay, what are the top things I want to do today? How do I want to feel? What are the desired feelings that I have? How will I, you know, what will I do to help feel the way I want to feel? I mean, those sorts of things, asking myself those questions, put some focus on my day. And I can tell you when I do those things on a, you know, regular basis every day, I am so much more productive in getting things done on those days that I do that. And the days that I don't do that, I am not as productive. Yep, exactly. You just know what the, the consequence will be if you don't. Exactly. And how does that impact the other people in your life? You've been married oh, for... I've been married, um, I think we'll be married seven years this year. Nice. Um, yeah. And um, he, it's, it's fun because this was not kind of the kind of space he was in. You know, he, he never really played into this kind of... Um, you know, spirituality or whatever you want to give, you know, whatever name you want to give to it. He, he, that just wasn't his thing, but he's so much more in tune to, for example, like I'm always paying attention to what animals are around me. Right. It's like, Oh, uh-huh. I just saw a hawk. And what does that hawk mean to me? Or the, the elk are in the yard. What do the elk mean to me? Mm-hmm. And so he's gotten where he's always, he'll go out and pick up the, um, the book, um, animal speaks, um, He'll, he'll go get the book. Oh, I saw, you know, I saw this kind of an animal today. What does it mean? Oh. <laughs> so, you know, he's got the curiosity and he certainly honors, I mean, he's, he's my biggest fan and he's my biggest, you know, he's just, he's, he's so solid for me. And, you know, on those days where you, you get the, like, what, what am I doing wrong? Or, you know, you got the self-doubt thing going on. He's like my, he, he will uplift me. And, you know, just such beautiful ways. So exactly. That's a good word for it. Nice. Yeah. My husband does that too. He knows the questions to ask me and he can look into my eyes and say, Hmm, what's going on here? (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) What a great gift. I know. Yeah. We need that. And yeah, I I want girlfriends who do that for me too. I want friends in my life who are going to say, Hmm, this is not the same Donna I saw yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I think what's important, what you're saying there is, is that, 
you know, as an entrepreneur, the road is messy, right? I mean, it's, there's going to be good days. There's going to be not so good days. And we have to learn to do that inner work. We have to, so that we can keep our grounding through whatever's going on and have those support systems around us. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, partners, friends, mastermind groups, whatever it is that we can lean into on those days that it feels a little bit more bobbled, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. Well, you know, getting down to the real, real important things, we got coffee covered and meditation in the morning. <laughs> what is your favorite wine? So, you know, I am one of my favorite places to go travel to is Oregon. And I love the Willamette Valley wines. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's all different types of wineries down there that, that we've fallen in love with. That my, my son lives in Portland. So we go to Portland and, and Oregon on a pretty regular basis. And I love the Oregon coast. It's like my, my grounding space. Nice. So I'm going to go with the Willamette and Willamette, Willamette Valley. And I'm going to go with Archery Summit wines there that I just, I, I love that winery. They have really good wine um, and their Pinot Noirs are just fabulous. Well, then a, a Pinot Noir is something that takes exquisite care and mastery. Mm. When you say you, you can't just pick up a Pinot anywhere. Right. That's yeah. so true. That's so true. And there's, and I think that's what I actually love about the, the Oregon um, Willamette Pinot Noirs is that they are, they're not, as my husband, my husband calls them, um, like some Pinot Noirs have like a, um, like a, I can't even think of the right word. It's, it's like, it's a flavor. It's, it's got a little bit of boot to it. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I actually like the smoother Pinot Noirs. And I think Willamette Valley does that in a really beautiful way. Right. Well, it's important that it, it's not too heavy or jammy, but, um, at the same time, you don't want it to be so thin that you don't have any character. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, I will give that a try. Um, yeah. Do you love the Oregon yeah, Archery wine? Summits. And it's fun. I mean, it's just I, some of the things I love about that whole area is, is there's one area that you can go to. Um, it's, it's a winery. It's a co-op winery. And it's little small venters that, um, that can bring in and create small batch wine. Yes. And um, they create some really amazing wine out of that. And I, and I can't think of the name of the, the thing. I can send it to you if you want me to. But it's, um, it's, it's such a, uh, you know, it's, it, it gives space for the little guy to come in and create and, and produce some really beautiful wines. Exactly. Well, it's, a, it's an art expression just like any other art expression. Mm -hmm. And one that I really, really appreciate. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, this is fantastic. I will try out your Oregon wine. That sounds fantastic. Um, I do these wine retreats and we do wine tastings. We just did a tour of California. I think I should consider a tour of Oregon in the future. Oh, yeah. That would be totally. Fun. Yeah. Totally, totally. A lot of um, heartful um, mastery of the wine craft in Oregon. So tell our listeners where we can find Cami online. Okay. Um, it's CamiGellner.com. So K-A-M-I-G-U-I-L-D-N-E-R.com. Um, and you can find my podcast there as well, which is Extraordinary Women Radio. And um, the Extraordinary Women Connect events are on there as well. Fantastic. And I hope to be at that next Connect event. Yeah, it's May 21st. So it's, it's coming up and we have an amazing panel lined up that day. 
And oh, another thing, I'm, I'm on social on just all the social channels um, and all under Cami Geldner. So I'm easy to find. Yeah, good. Well, it's a memorable name and uh, <laughs> forever memorable for me. I love being around oh. you. So oh, thank you, Don. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for giving us a little glimpse into your day. And I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Okay. Sounds good. You have a good day. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey friends, would you do me a favor? Would you take 30 seconds to rate this podcast? That way I can keep giving you the content you love. If you want to hear more about the wines we drink on this podcast, check out my wine palace at 360 Life Strategies on Pinterest. You can find Life Hacks for Busy Women on Facebook and Inspiration for Your Day on Instagram. Just look for Donna Crossan 360. Would you tell a friend about this podcast? It's on iTunes, Spotify, just about any popular podcast app. Heck, you know, you can get together with some friends and open a bottle of wine as you listen. So until next time, cheers.